Yep, that's coming through. Nice. All right. We figured out Pollard was talking into the back of his mic last time. That's why it was echoey. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Okay, this microphone is like a cylinder. Right. But one side is more important than the other. How am I supposed to know that? It doesn't say speak here. You still so, sound echoey and loud, though. Yeah. yeah, like it. I'm looking at your waveforms here, and they're way, they're peaking way louder than everyone else's. Plus, that you was are the echoey. Of last time. You last still time. can't I figure know, this I, out, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, just quit. Maybe no, I turn no. the volume up, and then I move closer. No, turn move closer the volume turn. down and move closer. C C C C C C C This is some ASMR shit now. Mm-hmm. Talk normal. Talk normal. It's still loud. Where's it's your so loud. Where's your gain at? Where's your gain at? Talk normal. That's better. Yeah, that's good. That's great. Yeah, but now I'm, you made me so small on the waveforms. You guys no, are it's... overpowering me. No, I'm looking at the waveforms, and they're what I would give to overpower you. You're just like muscling <laughs> me into obscurity. I don't like it no. I'm going back up. We would never do that to Ryan from Ryan and the Pollards. Yeah. yeah. Dude, I was thinking how it'd be funny, like, alternatively to call it the Ryan Pollard cast. Um, yeah. I'm down. Like, I love Bozo Convention, and I love the, like, if we use the image, the Bozo Convention, but call it the Ryan Pollard show, like, that'd be funny. No, 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 no. no. I think we can have a different title per episode. Paul, did you to... turn your shit back up again? Yeah. Turn it back down. Look at... <laughs> I did not. <laughs> did not. Look, you're, just, you're just spiking, dude. Yeah, you're spiking, dude. Carl's waveforms are way bigger than mine. Are you no, kidding right spiking now? a lot. I was excited. You were just normal. That's the difference. I'll pick... I'll, 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 I'll oh. fix it in post. <laughs> okay, I'll do it like this. Turn it up. I can't hear you. No, it's just so leave mad. it. Just leave it. It's good. All I'm suggesting is it's called the Bozo Convention, and then after that is a different title each week. No, I, I like think that. we should do that. Yeah, like we pick a topic. Yeah. Like last week was uh, telling was people. That? No, the, the name topic. is different is what he's saying. Yeah. So it's like yeah. telling people, like, I have a podcast network. I have hundreds of podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's it called? Well, what's it not called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each one's right, episode in. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just see which one. It's like the pilot. Like, which yeah. one gets the most listens, then we'll make a second episode of it. Yeah, it's cool because, like, me and Aaron already did that with Toth. We do, like, one episode yeah. a year about One Tree Hill. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of testing the waters. No, you had uh, my friend Kyle from Portland was listening. He's still like, yo, when's the next episode going to drop or whatever for two One Tree Hillers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, is that what Toth stands for? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. What'd you think? I mean, I knew OTH was one tree hill. I just didn't know what the first T was. Two. Two, one, tree hillers. (laughs) One tree hillers. What's confusing about that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, No, it's not confusing anymore. I just. All right, all right. Let's let's get into it. I'm going to. I'm just going to. Let's have just like a clean start. I'm going to intro the episode, okay? All right. Intro away. All right, 
Hey, welcome to the Bozo Convention. Uh, this is a podcast that we made we're, uh, for uh, someone else. Do it. Do it, Paul. Aaron, you do it. Is. <laughs> I was going to interrupt you, but then you interrupted yourself. No, I know, because I, I was watching your screen the whole time, and I could tell you were holding in a mouth fart, so it was making me nervous to do it, <laughs> try to get it out before the mouth fart. Try it again, Dan. Try it again. That was a good warm-up. Okay, okay. Pollard, play by the rules. All right. Three, All right, two, you said, one. Fraser music you... just outroed. Go, Dan. Okay. Hey. Welcome to the Bozo Convention. We're four very good friends who like to have a weekly catch-up call, and we decided to record it back for our <laughs> That didn't even sound like a fart, a little bit. Yeah, no, that was worse. Um, but you it's said not to it's say... It's because you got a hot mic, Paulie. You got to turn it down yeah, a little bit. Turn it down. I'm not going to talk about the mic volume anymore. Okay, so I'll fix it in post. It Are there some some shit you can't fix in post with the clipping and shit? Like I can try my best, but I'm Kyle's just running. Waveforms are off the charts, and mine are not. How are you guys? It, just it's like, like the number one <laughs> thing about this though is like worry about your own waveforms, bro. And we're all I'm telling not, you like I'm not talking about waveforms. All right, all right. Let me do it. Okay, Fraser music. Put down the vodka orange soda and fix it. <laughs> it's got a splash of cream. It's a vodka dreamsicle. I just turned down my mic again for the 25th. That's time. good. Turn... That sounds good. All right, now we can start. You made me, you made me look like ants. No, it's a don't worry about what it But like Pollard, no one sees this, but you have such a like, small dick syndrome about your mic level. Yeah, like it doesn't matter how big the visual waveforms are. It's like I can tell you what it sounds like. This it's um, the waveforms are not gonna be visible to anybody. Well, I can't really hear myself while I'm Take talking. off one ear. I only have one ear in. That won't help. Okay. All right, I'm gonna intro it. He is right though. Like, uh, Kyle's waveforms are big, but he doesn't. Yeah, but I you don't, don't sound too loud. Last yeah, time yeah, it right. looked weird, but then when I got in the car, it sounded even worse. <laughs> wow. Like it got it got bad. It got real. I want to make yeah. it good. I want to do what makes it good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you gotta but, listen on like fucking Dolby system, bro. You're on that uh, that mono still. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Bozo Convention. We are four very good friends who like to have a weekly catch-up call, and we decided to start recording our phone calls so that we could listen back to them. And maybe you're listening to this, but it's really not for anyone else to listen to. How's yeah. that? So if you're here, welcome. But if you're not supposed to be here, leave now. No, you can listen. Like it's, you know, it's a podcast. We're putting it out there. But I think I said last time, like we're not comedians. We're not trying to like do anything right. here. We're just right. having a catch up call and decided to record it back for ourselves. Catch uh, up. On uh, 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 my name's Dan. Um, hey, Dan. No, you guys introduce yourselves. <laughs> I'm also Dan. <laughs> Well, yeah. I'm excited to be here. I got my three food groups, my three course meal for the pot. I corn got my nuts, corn chips, corn. <laughs> my it's my candy, <laughs> my meat dish, and my obscure <laughs> beverage for In each the podcast. Solo cup, he's just got creamed corn. 
<laughs> so it's uh, it's Breaking licorice, it's licorice, it, it's um, it's brisket, and it's uh, <laughs> it flaming hot, hot Mountain hot. Dew, Fla- flaming hot Mountain Dew this time. You went with the flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yeah, last time Again. it was jelly beans, tri tip, and. Uh, some Zibia other beverage. In my head, yeah. it's it's black licorice, but is it red licorice? It's black licorice. Oh, <laughs> sick. Nice. Actually, it's the same jelly beans, but I just thought it would be like... So we're officially on Vomit things. Watch, so <laughs> if you hear a sound going off, we'll play a sound here. And, yeah, uh, but my sound will be too loud. For everyone, licorice so. and brisket has a good like ring to it. It sounds like, like it a sound good like a hipster whiskey. Yeah, place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah what did like you guys? A... Sorry, go ahead, Dan. Oh no, continue your thought. No, no, no. I'm over it. Let's move ahead. <laughs> I'm also over Kyle's previous thoughts. Let's move on. Stay... I would. I'm still interested in Kyle's previous thought. Dan, you had a you had a little interesting lineage with cured meats and a meat slicer, if I recall properly. Yeah, I don't oh, think I remember. Dates back, care. man. <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. <laughs> kind of spooky. My grandfather died a few years ago, and I was this. This was maybe like a month or two ago. I was. Uh, visiting California, seeing my family, and then I went with my parents to visit my grandma, and she got out this meat slicer, like the kind that they have at the deli, and she wanted it's like me an to like an automatic have it. meat slicer, like a no, 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 crank? it's the it's, old school. It's old it's really it's old school. My uh, my grandpa used to have it uh, in his deli. And so it's like a hand cranked, you know, it's like the wheel blade where you right. put the salami on there and it slices it, however thin or thick or whatever you want, cold cuts, whatever. <laughs> and she's, uh, she gave it to me, which is, it was really nice. It weighs probably like 150 pounds. Like it's solid metal. Like they don't make them yeah. like this anymore. Galvanized. Yeah. Yeah. Can it do all the, it can do any cold cuts? Kind of thing, or? any cold cut you can do whatever. It's uh, got hard like a salami, a, Genoa, you can do uh, it's, got a, uh, it's got a width adjustment, correct? Right. Like, yeah, you so go thin you slice prosciutto, prosciutto, and then put the prosciutto on there, paper thin, can do mortadella. Oh, what about you can do olive, olive loaf? Yeah, you can do red. I love line. olive can loaf, so baby Swiss. Yeah, yeah, oh, you geez. can do cheeses, do nice. a cheese spread. Um, uh, it's tough with like the fresh mozzarella, of course, because it's just kind of wet. But it can do any of that. Uh, and again, hand crank, so you can get it going as fast as you want. So, anyways, I lug this thing home. And <laughs> sorry, I have this image of Dan with like. Fresh mozzarella with it getting everywhere. On well, when you first get it, it's exciting. Like you want to see what you can slice up. Wet. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right, um, all right, all right. It's basically turns the mozzarella back into milk at that point. Um, but uh, so, anyways, <laughs> I get this thing home, right? And it's you know, at first you're excited to try it, try every kind of cold cut. Uh, turkey, whatever. Um, 
Black Forest Ham, all of them. Yeah. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, and 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 then you know you kind of forget about it because you got this fridge full of cold cuts, right? Um, <laughs> and uh, so I forget about it for like a few months. Two weeks ago, this is where it gets spooky. Two weeks ago, I take it out. I get, I slice up some bread, not on the thing. I just slice bread, just normal with a knife. Uh, and so I put out the two pieces of bread. Uh, I do a little, I, I make kind of like my own sort of like, I call it sandwich dressing. It's basically like, uh, <laughs> like really fine Italian imported olive oil. And then you put like, you know, some dried thyme, some dried basil, crushed crushed black pepper. It's kind of it's it's like, uh, and you just kind of like put that on just the bread. olive oil so is I, the liquid, or do you have any like any vinegar or anything to like? So I'll do. I don't do. I don't make it like a vinaigrette. But what I'll sometimes do, I'll do. It's like olive oil, and then I'll squeeze just like the tiniest bit of lemon in there for some zest, and then I might also. Uh, crush up a little bit of garlic and then you just take like a fork in whatever like a cup or your mason jar or whatever and you just kind of like yeah just mix it up um i forget if i said thyme i put thyme in there i put basil uh dried oregano for sure um yeah just kind of like the you can even if you go to the store, whatever, Mrs. Dash, whatever you can do, like an Italian. Oh, that's what I was gonna ask. Premixed seasoning. Thing. You, know, you don't worry Dash. about over seasoning. Do you add any other ones to the Italian one if you're already if you're just using that? I would see. I like to control the portions, um, like do a pinch of each, um, and then the the I do. So norm, we're putting the cart before the horse here but normally i would do like a little bit of red wine vinegar on top of all the cold cuts before i put the other slice of bread on but so i get this thing out of the um the pantry where i keep it and this is where it gets spooky it weighs like 150 pounds this thing because it's like i'm i mean it's old school like every single piece of this thing is how old i don't know did you mention how old it is i don't know I don't know, but I mean, I I think like, so my my grandpa came here, you know, end of World War Two, basically to escape, you know, everything that was going on in Europe, and so, and he had the I don't know, it's, it's got to be I don't know if he brought 1945, it nineteen forty five, but nineteen fifty. Yeah, I mean, it's got it's it's old, right? And so it's just one of these things. Like I said, like they don't make them like this anymore. It's fucking. Was it heavy, in his so family? I get why they don't? Is it is it possible that he had it before he went to war? Like, were are we talking like thirties, twenties, or are we talking like is he it, got it? it? So yeah. when he came here, he got a job at this like deli butcher shop. So I I don't know if it was like the original one that they had in the shop and it was pre-war or like between the two wars, but I mean it's like let's just say whatever like wartime, you know. So they it's just, you know, and and everything back then, cars, whatever, it's like stuff was big and heavy. So I lug this thing out of the pantry where I'm keeping it cuz I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to make I'm gonna make one of Dan's famous cold cut mm-hmm. Italian sandwiches. With the olive oil uh, spread. With the spread, the almost, sandwich dressing. It's I almost tapenade or like a 
Yeah. It doesn't get that. It's still so it's yeah. still mostly oil. Yeah. Like it's really time. Just, it, it doesn't yeah. have the anchovies or the capers. Right. It actually no, doesn't no, even no. have olives. It just has. I the like oil. the I like the Mrs. Dash thing because you could do it like half homemade and still. Well, have it. yeah, no, that's a that's a time saver. But you know, okay, when it we were like in New Orleans, used the tapenade. If you're using that cut of meat and the slicer, a tapenade would have been. When we were in New Orleans, you remember we went to that sandwich shop and we all split that muffaletta. Mm. That's you know, that's another kind of sandwich, and I I love a muffaletta. What's in a that's muffaletta? More, the muffaletta is like, what's in there? It's like ham, salami, ham? capicole. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's the jardinera it's, it's like relish thing. Yeah, on the jardinera stuff, and the, and then that ha- the muffaletta itself like refers to the olive tapenade that's mm-hmm. on that kind of sandwich. The, um, the roll is pretty iconic in it. You kind of need yeah, that. Yeah, and it, and it needs to be on that kind of like seated the rolls. round roll. Have you guys had Claro's in Tustin? That place is pretty good. No, is that no. the? Uh, it's like the, the Italian, Italian deli. Yeah. yeah, there's the Italian market right by Kyle's yeah. house. Yeah, I used to get sandwiches there. there. Dude, yeah, I, I don't get the OG. Yeah, well, next time I'm in town. So Dan, where um, do you think uh, where do you think the meat slicer got haunted? Okay, so this, so yeah, wait, let me, it's haunted. Let me get back on track here. Let me let me what get up? back on track here. I don't want to put the cart before the horse. Um, so, anyways, I pull this thing out of the pantry, and. I get to grinding, right? Because I keep my, I keep when you have this kind of thing, you're stocking up on the cold cuts, like in their basic form, pre-sliced. Part of the fun, you slice it yourself. So I'll buy like a bulk salami. You got a like separate a storage salami. unit for that, or is that just going? Yeah, to so I got a drop freezer to keep all this it, stuff because you he can calls freeze it the all the entry. The basic four. Yeah, that's, that's his little story. Well, it's like a science class. You have like your covalent. You can bonds freeze and... all this stuff though, and then especially with the prosciutto, like to get it real paper thin, where you can almost see through it. It's almost better to slice it when it's cold, like you know, yeah, Korean right. barbecue kind of, where they like shave it off, kind of. Um, so, anyways, I get this thing out. I got the meat. You got to let the meat defrost. For most, like for the salami and that kind of stuff, um, so I put the I put the bread out and I put the dressing on the bread, and then I go to slice um, some of the salami, the genoa, and I you know whatever little kind of quarter pound, slap that on the sure. bread. Sure. I turn back around. What bread were you? Uh, I've got going the. With? It's a, a hoagie roll. Okay. So just your classic Italian, you mm-hmm. know, like I'm making kind of a grinder. Um, and so... Did you I, make that yourself or did you get it from the store? No, I buy it. Oh. Yeah, there's a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's a good... Uh, if you can find like a good Italian market like Pollard's talking about, the one by your house probably sells like pretty good Italian bread. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Anyway. So... The, <laughs> So the uh, so okay so I put the whatever quarter pound Genoa onto the bread, and then um, I put that back in the baggie, and I open up the baggie with the uh, provolone, right? And then because uh, I like doing, I, I'll do like a meat layer, cheese layer, meat, meat layer, cheese, cheese layer. Meat layer all yeah. yeah, that's classic. Oh, so I don't know about up, that. I don't. I disagree. Really, you like all yeah. your meats, and then. 
Yeah. No, but Paulie, Paulie, it depends on the thickness of the bread. He said hoagie, does, so yeah, you're going yeah. meat, cheese, meat, cheese. Yeah. That has something to do with it. I want the prosciutto and the capicola and the salami to have a dance together. I need them the to marry. Cheese is the blanket on yeah. top of the menagerie. Yeah, I'm okay. only using one um, type of cheese anyway. I'm not mixing cheeses like a madman. I'll do like a few different kind of Italian cheeses. Yeah, you got to mix it up. Um, yeah. Um, but it, it, I mean, even if I still am using one cheese, I'll still go like just a layer of, uh, you know, whatever, Genoa and then uh, uh, provolone and then capicola and then whatever. And then so provolone uh, again and then salami and then more provolone. Yeah, like I'll use provolone in between. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then, so anyways, so I have the cheese out, and I'm I'm facing the sandwich, right? The the grinder's behind me the whole time, and mm-hmm. this grinder, you can imagine it, it, it's it's real heavy, like I was saying, but it also has this kind of like hand crank, like it almost uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like, a, have you ever seen like a really old sewing machine before they had like. Oh, so it's, it's got, I haven't. What does that look like? Like a well, actually, I'm not like sure because I think I think old sewing machines still had kind of like a foot activated. Yeah, pedal they did. Thing with like World War okay, II so, era, you had by then the iron usually like foot pedal. Okay. Yeah. So this is not similar. Then I <laughs> scratch that from the uh, scratch that from the record. Um, so this uh, it's got like a kind of it's like a wheel with a little handle on it, and so you're cranking it. To go and and that gets the blade going and then you can, can you crank like, you can can you crank and then it keeps spinning right yeah like, like there's ball it, bearings in there or something where I don't you're know getting... exactly how it works but like yeah you get it up to momentum and then it uh, and that thing's spinning fast and like, that's spinning and that's woo. enough to slice yeah and then you know sometimes you got to give it a little more juice and give it a few more turns. Well, it feels like so it feels like we need uh, we need a meat slicer with a hand crank and a foot pedal. That doesn't exist, think, right? We can well, double so the think, time we're doing this. Well, now they're I like automatic, think, so you don't yeah, need so it. Well, but they're know, not quality. No, they're not quality. Uh, they're not built to last. But I think what they in between because we yeah, were asking like, okay, point. how old is this meat slicer? Like, so I think it's pretty early model. I think I want to say like the next iteration of these meat slicers for cold cuts probably did have a similar to like the old singer sewing machines, uh, like a foot crank kind of apparatus thing. Yeah. Cause you want both your hands free, especially around the blade. You don't want to be, you, you want to know where your hands are. Now, do you your back's turned to the meat slicer. You're opening up the cheese. You got the hoagie down. The olive oil sauce is on the bread. And right. then uh, grandpa's meat slicer does what? So I turn around. Wait, 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 wait. I have a question about the meat slicer Thank first. You. Yeah, good, good do call, Paul. Do you put something on the meat when you're slicing it, or do you just hold the meat with your hand? And is that like, oh, is it like a stopper? Yeah. That's a good question. Yeah, like on a mandolin, you have me. like a, the attachment right. that you can use. You know, your hand never really gets that close to the blade. And if you've kind of been working it a while, you you know kind of where to... I mean, we we call it nubbing. Yeah. Like you know where to nub the salami. <laughs> um, for sure, for sure. <laughs> but uh, 
So I'm holding the cheese. But uh, to answer your question, it depends. If I'm making a sandwich just for myself, I'll probably just, like, barehand the uh, cuts. Um, but if I'm, like, entertaining, making, like, a cold-cut platter mm-hmm. for, like, whatever, baby shower or something. Meat. Yeah. Well, that's where, I, 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 you know, I'll either uh, put on, like, a deli glove, you know, one of those plastic kind of gloves, just, like, for food handling. It, 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 if I have company over, I'm making, like, a party sub, like a six-foot kind of thing. That's then a I'll great do, idea. Do like a, He's a show-off. He does a piece of butcher paper. Down. Well, it's fun. It's part of it. Like you got yeah, but if butcher. you, but if I'm at your party and I find out there's a piece of provolone between every item in this sandwich, I'm gonna be like, Dude, yeah, yeah. Why don't you just like save some of your provolone? It's it fun doing uh, like a. I'll, I'll I'll handle the meat with a piece of butcher paper or a glove, but then I got another piece of butcher paper in my other hand, sort of like a catcher's mitt. So you're just kind of like letting it rip, and the meat's hitting the paper. Everyone's That's having great. a good time, and then you're slapping the meat down on the sandwich. What's so cool with the What's cool with the six foot scenario too is you can start making different sandwiches within the same sandwich. Right. Like maybe for yeah. one foot, you kind of have this thing going on, and then you switch meats or cheeses right here. And then right. when you slice it up, everyone can have a little piece of each. Yeah, that can cool. get a little bit tricky, but in theory, yeah, that works. But sometimes, you know, if you're not like real precise with where you're laying the meats, you can get a slice of the party sub that has just like a little bit of turkey, a little bit of salami. Some people like that, but I, 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 I don't know. I yeah, I I try to stay away from it. Anyways, I got this cheese in my hand. I turn around to slice the cheese, and the fucking meat grinder's gone. It's just not there. <gasps> no trace of it. What do you and, mean? And that thing is hundred fifty pounds. You can't just this pick that up and exactly. move it. Exactly. So at first, my mind goes to the. What obvious, do you mean it's like, gone? Oh, okay, it's not. It's saying. not where. So my my mind goes to the obvious place, like, oh, okay, while I was laying the salami on the bread, my wife came behind me. Yeah, what you and- have to do, Dan, is you have to retrace your steps. So back up, go back, like, remember what you were doing before that, and then you'll, right. you'll solve the mystery. We Well, so, okay, so I'm thinking, like, okay, very funny, haha. Like, I put the salami on the bread, and then I turn around. My wife's obviously moved the thing, but she can't lift this thing. It's 150 pounds. And so I call out. I'm like, hey, babe, baby, wait, what happened to the meat slicer? She has no idea what I'm talking about. She's like, what? She comes into the kitchen, and I'm like, the meat slicer was sitting right here. I, I turned around. I was just using it. Blade was basically still spinning. I just pulled the salami off here. That's put it crazy. On to the bottom of the hoagie roll. Turn around. I tell it. I'm telling you the whole thing. I turn back around with the uh, provolone, and it's gone. She had no idea I was even in there making a sandwich. So we it it hasn't turned up. It's been weeks. We don't know what the fuck happened Damn. to this thing. And so I'm thinking about it, and then I think back to when my grandmother was handing this thing to me. And she's saying, oh, your grandfather really wanted you to have this. It was always really special to him. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, okay, that's sort of, that's a sign. It's him. He's yeah. somehow, you yeah. know, 
He took uh, it back. He, he didn't want you, you to think, have it. Actually. You think the disappearance so, of the meat grinder is supernatural? You think it's something supernatural? It's something. I don't know how to explain it. It's something. I think. Yeah. I don't know about. Well, you know, your wife didn't ghosts. move it. Right. Your wife didn't. It was there right before you looked back. I don't. You know. literally had sliced. <laughs> you had sliced cuts in your hand, as if it was still spinning. Doesn't it now it's gone. right now look like a ghost hunter though? <laughs> yeah, like, like there's just nothing on your walls, and your yeah, your room looks completely pitch black, and it's yeah, just it's dark. The light from your laptop. Yeah, the lights are off. I didn't know we were That's... broadcasting the video. You guys got a makeup we're team? I'm just describing oh, it. We're broadcasting. It. I'm trying to nuts. follow the story of the meat slicer. You turn no, around, it. it's, it's say, gone. I don't know what to uh, make of it. I just think, I don't know what it means, but I think it's a communication. That's all. It's I don't know if I believe in ghosts or, you know, God or whatever, angels, but it's, uh, that's, yeah. No? Well, Would anyways. you believe in provolone? <laughs> <laughs> he does believe in provolone. <laughs> yeah, a little too much if you ask me. <laughs> So, uh, Pollard, what what did you have for dinner? Did you really eat brisket and licorice? Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. What is the boy to do? Frazier has. 